Strength Matters Media, video, print, podcasts. Hey, it's Josh Kennedy here, host of the Fit Over 30 podcast. And on today's show, we are talking about the case against barbell training for people over 30. Welcome to the Fit Over 30 podcast, the podcast for people over 30 who want to lose weight, get stronger and live better. If you're new to the show, we release a new episode every Tuesday. But if you're listening to this and you're not part of the inner circle, you're missing out on some great content. Video courses, books, masterclasses, workouts, private groups and our coveted monthly print magazine. You can discover our very best content and join us at strengthmatters.com forward slash inner circle. Now back to the show. Welcome to the Fit Over 30 podcast, the podcast for people over 30 who want to lose weight, get stronger and live better. I'm your host, Josh Kennedy. If you're new to the show, it's great to have you here. Please don't forget to like, comment, subscribe and review if you get a couple of minutes. And on the other end of the line, as always, is my co-host, James Breeze. James, how are you doing? How was your weekend away in the rusty barn? In the rusty barn. It was the rusty barn. Uh, it was a lovely weekend. Thank you. Catch up with friends. Celebrate all celebrating our 40th birthday weekend. However, I'm not 40 yet. Just to clarify that I was going to say, you're not 40 yet. <laughs> no, not till August, but some of the other in the group were, and some of them are getting 40 next week. So it was a bit of a nice getaway, really. Nice food. Chill out. I did an escape room yesterday. I had to escape from the butcher's lair. <laughs> <laughs> Never done one of those before. No, fun, good. It was good, actually, really good. Yeah. All came together, got out. We did really well getting out the first part, and the second part, we were awful. awful. So <laughs> I think the butcher killed us. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. No, I've never done one either. I think I have to give that a go. Anyway, let's crack on with the podcast because uh, people don't want to hear us talk about the escape rooms, do they? Here for fitness chat. So, yeah, we're talking about the case against barbell training for people over 30. And some people listening in might, might be losing their SHIT, mightn't they? Yeah, we may offend a lot of people right now. and Exactly, and I'm not sorry. How about that? I'm not sorry. <laughs> it is. It's so funny. There's, and We always say it about food and how people see it like a religion and nutrition. Yeah. And I think there's an element to this with the barbell too. In the world of strength training, you have people with very different opinions on how people should train and do certain things and there's a big testosterone fueled idea that you need to be and pick up barbells like man should eat meat all the time and do all this other crazy stuff build fire eat meat lift up barbells isn't that the primal urge we should all go through yep basically pretty much and uh, yeah and over the years i think i have definitely changed my tune from personal experience just with myself with the, yeah. when it comes to the barbell and I'll explain more about that in a minute but definitely the older I get in my programming the less I program barbells into people's programs when they're over 30 mm-hmm. absolutely for us we regard it as a intermediate to advanced move and a heck of a lot of people don't see it that way they're like barbell deadlifts yeah everyone should be doing them that's, that's really not the case. In fact, actually, I forgot to say this. My sister told me the other week, oh, I bought a, bought a uh, barbell. And I was like, you are? And she's like, yeah, I bought a barbell. I was like, you're joking. She was like, no, why? I said, no offense, Jennifer, you're probably not ready for that yet. You, you've probably got mobility and movement issues that you don't even know about. And you, you've got to be just be really careful. In the end, though, when I went round to her house, it was actually a, a little mini 2.5 kilo barbell a tiny one so i was like okay now that's fine yeah, i'll let you off for that one i thought she'd bought a proper barbell well that's funny it's, it's, you know she trains with a personal trainer and stuff but she doesn't do mobility and stuff like that. she's not had any assessments i know she can't squat body weight 
very well, as in her own body weight. She's got uh, some ankle and uh, hip restrictions that she needs to sort out in order to be able to squat with her head and chest up and not be leaning over forward. So it's like, on then. If I can just see that, you really should not be going anywhere near a barbell. But like I said, it was only a mini one, so crisis over. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's heavier than that 1.5 kettlebell I sent you a picture of the other day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is the point in that? I don't know. That's less than three pounds, less than three pounds, people. Less than three pounds. But no, like it's there's two sides to the story, and there's some good things and positives, and there's some things you've got to be really careful of. So I'll start with the barbells and so let's take CrossFit. I think CrossFit has done exceptionally well over the last 20 years to get strength training into the mainstream. It's done more for strength training, particularly with females and women, than anything else in the last 20 years. And that's very barbell dominant. And I think that's it's very much glorified in there, doing the old Olympic lifts, back squatting, deadlifting for reps, all these things. So like in terms of publicity and get people wanting to deadlift more and see it less of a big brute of a man's type piece of equipment you see in the gym, it's become way more mainstream and thanks and kudos to all who made that happen. I think it's wonderful. However, the phrase I always keep coming back to is the barbell always wins. If you're in the early 20s, late teens, early 20s, which most CrossFitters are, you will get away with most stuff. You're moving well. Life hasn't taken its toll on you yet. And you're going to get away with most things. And if you do get injured, you'll probably recover fast enough to be able to cope with it. When I see people over 30 who are going to the gym for the first time, life has been quite a few times. It's gone the way several times. You're probably working full-time behind a desk, most people, and you haven't got the youthfulness behind you, potentially, to cope with what's in front of you. And now the barbell is highly technical. Like I'd argue that I don't know the ins and outs of the barbell as much as I'd like to as some people would. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's fair to say because also I've gone back to my experience, just the way my body is designed. I am a anterior posterior anterior tilt. That's what I have. And for some reason, it doesn't like deadlifting in the conventional means. If I start to go heavy, it starts to really play havoc with my back. So the last five to six years, I don't, not that I don't deadlift, I trap bar deadlift. However, I use I less and less of conventional deadlifts, less of barbell back squatting, and I'm getting stronger as a result of it and feeling healthier too. And that's the mission I've seen with lots of other people in the same vein. It's like we're reducing the risk of injury, I'd like to hope, because again, they're highly technical proficient skills. You may think you just put a bar on your back and squat down, add load, see what happens. Just bend over and pick it up. <laughs> Exactly. It's just, it's way more than that. And that's the thing. You've got to take into consideration how the body moves, how tight your hips are, how um, strong you are in general, how, how strong your core is, because you need a strong core to brace in all yeah, sorts of them. Most people can't hinge properly, really. They can't actually do a proper hinge. They think they can. No. They can't. I know. And that's that. we like to say that people don't realize it because it's a movement issue. It's a motor control issue. And if you can't move properly, we've got to retrain you back and it comes down to basic middle skills because it's all easy until it gets heavy. Famous quote. Lots of people have said that. I can't remember who started off, but it's true. It's easy till it gets Yeah, there's that. And there's also the Mike Tyson one. Everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. face. Yeah. Think about the barbell punching you in the face, basically. That's what we're saying. <laughs> and that is it. So whereas I understand and see 
The barbell is probably one of the best tools for getting stronger if we're looking at elite levels of strength. It's why the powerlifting triple is there. Like the powerlift, <laughs> a deadlift, back squat, and bench press. You're gonna get strong in those formats. They're a good test of overall strength. Ah, <laughs> you yeah, I don't, I don't know else to go for me. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to bite my tongue a little no, but it's bit. It's like you say, look, it's they've got their place for certain people, and we wouldn't generally, if we're talking now, let's go back to how we program for people. It's rare that we program conventional deadlifts. We do sometimes, but it's rare, and it's only what's the specific reason behind this? Are you going for powerlifting me or something like that? If you are fine, you got to do that kind of thing. Maybe it's sometimes the person doesn't need to get stronger, and that's the only the last stage of equipment that they have we haven't got any other choice mm -hmm. work the way up to it so it, so we do but there's got to be a good reason behind it and there are plenty of other options um let's before before we go into the other options though just talk about why you started to think why you started the, the case against the, the barbell basically in terms of all the work and uh, training we've done with the great coaches over the years and being around socializing with them what was their experience well the, the what the quote i go back to was nick gill who's the head of the this was when the phrase was about seven eight years ago and this phrase just stood with me and he says when you go into, into a weight room with full of rugby boys who are full of testosterone who want to show off as a whole lot of bravado your your goal is to try and do no harm because they want to show off they want to do things so he was prioritizing back then unilateral work, single arm, single leg work, because the weight was being reduced considerably and he was less likely to cause injury with any of the guys here. Because again, he's got to keep fit and ready and handle anything because they're playing week out. So it doesn't mean they weren't getting stronger. He just reduced the load a lot on them. Now he's changed his thoughts on that a little bit because of just the way people are more skilled these days in the professional rugby area. They're more skilled at those lifts. So he allows them to do more stuff, but it still goes back to the initial single limb unilateral type work a lot of the time. Too again, Mike Boyle is one of the people we've listened to over the years. He, he makes a massive case for unilateral work. And he's gone to loads of arguments too. I'll we'll let him get into the arguments. <laughs> most of the time but, it, it, but again these people talk about elite athletes so I listen to these guys and it's like well hang on a second what's our goal with helping everyday people over 30 do no harm they've got to go to work they've got to go and look after the kids if we're causing injury then it's it's going to be a massive issue and making a massive impact on their lives now from my own personal experience I was getting lots of lower back issues I had lots of great people look at me and work out what was wrong. I was tight here, worried here. <laughs> worried, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever it was. But it was when I realized when I took deadlifting out completely, as in conventional deadlifting, my athleticism, my strength went through the roof. Didn't take out deadlifting. I took out the conventional deadlifting, both sumo and conventional narrow stance. And I went to more trap bar work and barbell suitcase deadlift, which I challenge anybody to go and do them. Try and do three quarters body weight times five reps on each hand. I'll just give it like Most people have never even heard of a suitcase deadlift. So yeah, look, look it up, guys. It's a fantastic exercise. Grip, Brilliant. Grip absolute strength, core. Yeah, core strength, obliques, anti-flexion, anti-rotation. Oh, carry on. Exactly. Yeah, go on. They can go, we can just talk an episode about that, can't we? But it, it's... That was when I started to realize, well, I can get fitter, stronger, more athletic. Uh, because there's a point with the barbell, particularly deadlifts, that you, 
at the point of no return, I think, where you're chasing strength for strength's sake, which is great if you're going to a powerlifting meet on a PR. However, like, where is the law of diminishing returns towards athleticism in everyday life? And that was the mindset I had around here. So again, people will say, you must be deadlifting. You must be doing all this stuff. I get it. I I trap bar deadlift now. That's what I do. And I haven't had any issues in a number of years since I've moved to that heat. And I'm still lifting heavy (laughs) consistently and repeatedly along with my kettlebell. What what does Mike Boyle call it? The trap bar, the best weight room invention in the last 50 years. (laughs) Yeah. That's what he says. So So we're we're not saying don't deadlift but maybe let's start considering the trap bar if you're not already. Exactly. Unless your sport requires you to. Yeah. That's what we're trying to go with this today. Start thinking a little bit differently outside the box. Have you had back issues ongoing? Are you sure you've got great technique? Most people haven't on their own, uh, unless you work with some great coaches. And even then, some are quite questionable. I I would trust more people I know in the States. (laughs) Um, And we don't have access to them who've spent a lifetime under the bar to help you with those sorts of lifts. Have you got a good hip hinge movement? Can you properly do a hinge? Exactly. On the deadlifting terms, this is what we need to speak about and think about. And again, let's talk about barbell back squats. Uh, or even barbell front squats. Most people struggle with the wrist mobility to get into front squats. Oh, God, yeah. There's, it's rare that someone would have the requisite shoulder and wrist mobility to get into that position in the first place. And But yeah, they think they do. Yes, you can do mitigating things. You can cross your arms and have it over here to, to do that sort of thing. But again, you, you're able to load more weight on the bar at what cost, though? And again, if you're over 13, you haven't lifted many barbells in a while, should you be really going on to the barbell back squat or front squat straight away? Should you build up a base of strength first and foundation of strength leading into it? I see it with a lot of the young kids. I can say that now because I'm nearly 40. A lot of young kids in the gym all the time. Like I'm watching them all go to the barbell back squat with the most horrendous technique like you can even imagine. How they get away with it, they keep loading more weight. They don't squat below parallel. They just do quarter squats, which I don't think is part of the program. You can use quarter squats in certain things, but it's not part of the program. But oh, you've squat, only squatting that low because that's all they can, they can do with that kind of weight. So they're lacking the mobility to even do it properly. No, exactly. Et cetera. But the number of times I've seen people fail in the squat rack because it's too heavy, like completely collapse it's too heavy or they've blown the disc time after time it's all showing off or they wear weight belts with not very heavy weight at all you're needing to wear a weight belt either why are you wearing a weight belt exactly not a low weight not a low low weight you need technique and again people haven't got the core strength they don't know the bracing techniques they haven't got the breathing they haven't got the position of the bar let alone anything else so like it, it sounds like a bit of a rant almost this but it's we're just trying to encourage people to think differently like you mentioned before unilateral training Rear foot elevated split squats with a, a dumbbell or kettlebell in each hand. Yeah. You can actually essentially lift more. You can work up to being able to lift more on one leg than you could just back squat more than half on one leg than what you would be able to with a back squat. Yeah. Generally. So, you know, re- elevated rear foot elevated split squats are fantastic exercise. Well, it's, it's one of our tests. something you've got to build up to. It's one of our tests, like at layer 2.2 on our system. If you can't, we don't give people barbell back squats, as an example. A classic example, right? Here we go. We don't give people barbell back squats unless they can do 75% body, which means a dumbbell or kettlebell on each hand to 75% of their body weight. So if they're 100 kilos, means 75 kilos in both hands. 
between both hands and you're doing eight reps on on each leg <laughs> like that's pretty high and it's pretty heavy and it's a good stand it's just the way we want to go we want to get the basics of a single unilateral work first before you put go into the bigger, more complicated lift. So you have overall base level strength. It's just something to really consider. Like we can get strong as hell with other tools and other methods to get you to lead you towards the, the, the barbell. That's what we're trying to say. And like, just take into consideration again, please, if you're working on a desk all day, got poor posture, poor mechanics, and you load weight on dysfunction, you're going to go pop. There's just no two ways about it. That's why so many people blow their shoulders out when trying to do Olympic lifting or they blow their backs out <laughs> uh, while back, back squatting and deadlifting. Yeah. As you say, start considering more uh, unilateral work, suitcase deadlifts, split squats, um, and half kneeling work as well. Yeah. Half kneeling work. Core strength is fantastic. Yeah. Half nailing work, um, walking lunges. Yeah, but when yeah, you don't see many people doing heavy walking lunges. Like I, I'll front, front rack heavy walking lunges. I'll double. I'll literally challenge you. Get two for men to two twenty four kgs and go for you know, eight walking lunges one way, eight walking back, and do that for five sets. Give it a go. See how you get on. You know, they might not be able to walk out the gym afterwards, but no, probably not. But it's it's that balance. You have to understand, like for deadlift for barbell work if you're working for powerlifting you've got to use the barbell you use all the other stuff for accessory tools to help you get towards there but for athleticism I am seeing better results for the older generation 30 plus without the barbell and that's really important better athleticism less chance of injury you run to a winner aren't you really exactly because as you said the older we get the harder it is to come back from injury we want to mitigate that as much as possible we can the last thing you want to do is, is is get injured you can't always avoid it but let's do everything we can to try and avoid it exactly and then using other stuff like dumbbells kettlebells whatever you want to do let's just take the split squat or a lunge you can use a lot of anti-rotation work we can tie into the core a lot most people have weak cores you need a good strong core to, be able to allow you to do other things and build you up as well. So there's, there's lots of other benefits to tie it in. So it's all about the, the body as one unit to help you get there. So and that's absolutely it. there. We go. I hope I hope you hate us a little bit less by the end of this podcast. <laughs> now we've explained our reasoning. And if you remember, you're going to come on the insider podcast. We're actually going to do an episode about how we program for. Uh, yeah, dive into that. I'm looking forward to that actually because it's really good. It's a lot of stuff I've been trying out with the last couple of years around volume, along kettlebell, getting around kettlebells and dumbbells, single again moving racks, barbell back squats. This is what we're talking about. Exactly, it's a program I've had a lot of people with some lots of good success, male and female, are getting a lot stronger. So to build them up to that either seventy five percent max single leg split squat, or just to get stronger with the bar to teach them better bracing and stuff. I think it's a pretty cool squat workout, which most people, yeah, everyone hates leg day anyway. Everyone skips leg day. <laughs> But this is a way to think differently about it. And it's our version of what we say, gym and volume. I think yeah, yeah. is a good way to talk about it. And it keeps you within a comfort zone, but building up a lot of volume and a lot of good leg strength. And yeah, I tell you what, my legs feel literally like I can bounce, prance around everywhere, like Bambi. <laughs> At the oh, moment. So bigger legs than Bambi, though. Just about. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Sure. Yeah, that's it on the Insider Podcast. And if, again, if anyone wants to talk to us or needs any help uh, with their training, you can always reach out to us, strengthmatters.com forward slash call. We are here to help anytime. And just also remember, we've got the inner circle. So we've got all our new crazy new levels uh, from bronze all the way up to platinum. 
Uh, bronze you can start off it's free you can get some of the insider podcasts for free uh, and listen to some of them and get to see a couple of other bits and pieces but silver is where it's at is where it's at where you get all our courses workouts and everything there so check it out strengthmatters.com forward slash inner circle too there we go and check it out guys hope you enjoyed this podcast hope it's uh, informative for you and if you are a silver member please do come and jump on the insider podcast uh, where we'll be talking all about squatting uh, thank you guys uh, thank you James you're welcome. You're going to say, say thank you. <laughs> no, nope, that's all. That's it. Done. Thank, thank you. Thank you guys for listening. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Fit Over 30 podcast with Josh Kennedy and James Breeze. If you love listening to these episodes, then please let somebody else know about this podcast. That's how you can help it grow. And the more it grows, the more free content we can bring to you. Also, if you'd like to learn more about how we help people over 30 with a more bespoke training solution, you can book in for a free consultation with us at strengthmatters.com forward slash call right now.